Hello listeners, welcome to Rise to Spotlight, the platform for authors and artists where we assist with building web presence, publish books and create digital outreach. I'm your host Nidhi Batra with another episode of Rise to Spotlight Talks. My guest today, Anne Ridolf, is an author, speaker, innovator and retired psychiatrist. Her life's work is to help people hear the gorgeous music of their soul. She's written 3 books of her own and contributed to many others with the goal to help readers understand the soul communications. She strongly believes that our soul is always guiding us to grow. On that note, I'd like to welcome Anne Ridolf, the gardener of the soul. Hey Anne, welcome to the show. Thanks. Well, and before we get started, I'm very curious to understand that you call yourself the gardener of the soul. So help me understand what does that mean? Well, during my medical training, Nitty, I used to come home and cry about my patients. I would pray, "Lord, why are these people suffering so much?" And over time I began to hear their souls tell me why. Mm-hmm. And there was always a very good reason. For example, One young man was dying of a terminal illness. As his mother said her goodbyes, she clutched his arm and said, "I never could let go of you, could I?" And I realized this woman was utterly controlling of her son, and his early departure was was his way to find freedom. So I've come to understand that this is true for every illness. It's a vehicle to take everyone involved where they want or need to go. and i call myself a gardener of the soul because well i love gardening particularly growing fruits and vegetables and herbs we all know that we need to eat nutritious foods to maintain or grow our bodies but few people know that we must also take in emotional nutrition to grow our hearts and mental nutrition to grow our minds and when we're not taking in the best nutrition in all of these areas and we're not growing to the best of our abilities our souls step in and let us know they speak through various life difficulties such as our physical symptoms and disease processes so i like how you said even our soul needs that nourishment emotional nourishment so what do you think why are we hesitant to listen to our souls why is that ignored many of us here in america live in a fantasy world we're fooled by appearances and we've not been taught to sense into our souls and investigate what is behind each appearance for example we look at the mature physical bodies that we adults have and we believe we're all grown up right we're just looking at the physical and the vast majority of us have a ways to go with our emotional and mental development it takes a tremendous amount of time and effort to complete the developmental journey so to answer your question Why most of us are hesitant to listen to our souls? Well, three things come to mind. First of all, some people don't want to put in the time and effort to do the inner work that's required to heal our souls. And secondly, a lot of pain emerges when doing this inner work. When we're not fully mature, it means our developmental needs have not been met, which is a loss, right? And grief is our natural response to loss. which includes denial, anger, and depression, according to Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and my own experience. 
So if we're to leave this first stage of grieving, which is denial of the loss, we must experience some strong feelings. And I find that many people would rather stay in their comfort zone of denial. So the amount of inner work required and the strong feelings that emerge are two common reasons to avoid hearing the soul. And the third significant reason is taking on the truth of our lives. Many people have the belief that they're psychologically healthy, having grown up in a relatively functional family, mm-hmm. or maybe they know they had a dysfunctional family, but they were able to make the most of it. But the truth is that most of us have had a lot of trauma that we're not admitting to. Neglect and abuse of body, heart, and mind that has overwhelmed our abilities to cope. And when we're not willing to speak the truth of our lives, some part of us will speak the truth, acting out forgotten traumatic scenes. So admitting the truth of our experience, not only what happened to us, but how we've recreated these traumas in order to get attention and help. Well, coming out of our fantasy world can be devastating. Again, most people prefer the comfort zone of denial. So, and I think you rightly said that when we reflect within ourselves, it emerges a lot of pain. So then why leave that comfort zone? So let me ask, with your experience, is it very common to see people being scared of opening up to you so that you can even heal them? Yes. Yeah, some people just look at me in terror and run away. <laughs> it scares me. Right, right. Because you want them to listen to their soul. You want them to talk. And that is a scary place to be. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's global. We all have that fear. Well, that's so true. So, and I'm going to switch gears. I know you're an author of four books. So I do want to touch a little on your latest workbook, which is Illness Can Be Cured. So I want to understand how is illness going to cure us and who all can benefit from this workbook? Well, our illnesses can cure us when we're willing to pause and sense into our souls as to why this affliction is in our lives. There is always a good reason, like I mentioned. For example, sore throats are common in this season of dropping temperatures. Oh, yes. Talk about that. So the the word sore, right, also means angry. So if I have a sore throat, I may be angry about something I'm saying that isn't true or helpful. Or maybe I'm angry about something I'm not saying, but should be. So many people hold back their voices, believing they have nothing valuable to say. And their voices are angry about being consistently held back. Hmm. Now, let's look at nasal congestion, also common this time of year. It can be an expression of unexpressed sadness. And again, this makes sense, right? Because when we're sad, we cry, which leads to nasal congestion. And I'm remembering, Nitty, a little more than a year ago, I woke up with a stuffy nose. And this is normal for me this time of year. I usually get allergies during the Christmas season. But during the COVID crisis, I I thought, man, uh, people might think I have COVID. So I decided not to get dressed until I get to the bottom of this. I sensed into my soul and I had memory after memory of painful times that I'd never fully grieved. So I allowed myself to cry. And this remembering and grieving went on all day. Wow. And then I woke up the next morning and felt fine. 
and I've had no, quote, allergies since. So this is how illness can be the cure. Although my nasal congestion was a mild symptom that was eliminated through soul listening and doing some inner work, I find these methods apply just as well to more serious and complex issues. Every body symptom is a soul communication, urging us to work through our traumas and accelerate the growth of our hearts and minds. Anyone who has any physical or psychological symptoms and is willing to explore the deeper layers of themselves can benefit from reading my book. And it's interesting how you connected the two illness and how that can heal you uh, as you dig deeper into the soul. That's the reason you are a gardener. Not everybody can do that. We need a specific soul gardener to help heal us internally so that that illness is healed. We know the source of that illness. Agreed. So now moving forward, Anne, you have a lot of experience and expertise in the area of medical and psychiatric work that you do. And your books is one of the mediums to get your work out, right? So my question is two part. First, what were some of the challenges you faced with putting your work down on paper to become an author? And secondly, how did you overcome them? I've had a lot of challenges. <laughs> <laughs> we all do, right? Writing books is not easy. Well, I struggle most with communicating clearly. I usually have to go over my work with several people before sharing it with an audience to make sure I'm not assuming people know what I know and I'm not leaving out important definitions or explanations of concepts, that sort of thing. And the writing process has actually been developmental for me in so many ways. Uh, I've needed to reach out to the greater world to help mm -hmm. me improve my natural self-expression. So um, it's been good to reach out to more people. And some of my editors were so challenged by the material that they tended to rewrite the content to something they were more comfortable with, which was very frustrating to me. Most Americans have been thoroughly indoctrinated in a pathology-based model of illness. If you're sick, there's something wrong with you. Right. And with this pathology-based model, you must have your doctor discover what the problem is and correct it. Where my model is developmental. If we're sick, we're being given an opportunity for growth. We listen to our souls in regard to how we need to develop ourselves and we do it. And yes, our souls often include doctors and other healers in our growth process so that the needs of our bodies, hearts, and minds are equally met. And some of my editors didn't try to understand the novel concepts in my writing. They just focused on correcting my typos. In fact, maybe one editor told me, um, I thought I could do a good enough job editing without even understanding you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so finding good editors and proofreaders has been quite the challenge. But with experience, I found better editors and proofreaders. And as these editors and proofreaders have improved my manuscripts, the contents of my books have helped them to improve their lives. And they've come to realize that this mutual help mm -hmm. is what life is all about. Life as an adult is about this mutual giving and receiving, giving help where we are more accomplished and receiving help 
where the other person is. So see, I enjoy listening to you because for everything you have that deeper meaning where we at a very superficial surface, we don't go that deep. We don't think that deep in every situation. And when you were saying pathological model, I was smiling here because that's all we have been used to our entire yes. life. Uh-huh. So to change that mindset is not easy. To link it to the deeper soul is, it's a concept which is little hard to understand if you are not used to that. Yeah, I think there should be a soul listener in every clinic, in every hospital, so people get the whole message and not just to focus on the physical. Soul listener, that's the reason you are an innovator. I think we need that soul listener. Um, <laughs> right. So you were talking about your books. Now, tell us, where can our listeners find your books? Well, you can purchase both softbound copies of my books and the ebooks on my website, anredelfs.com. Okay. And also, you'll find many free audios and videos on my website as well. And oh, I have an how old is your soul quiz that you can take if you'd like. Oh my God, that sounds interesting. I think I'll, I'll go and take it after our discussion <laughs> here. How old is your soul? It's, it's important to know, don't let me interrupt, but um, it's important to know that our soul is of a different age at different aspects in different aspects of our lives. So it's not that one person's always on top and the other one's at the bottom, always, but I'm on top in this area, you're on top in this other area. And we all have areas where we excel and areas where we need to work. So that's why this information is important to know where you need to be helping others with everything you've got and where you need to be receiving help. And that's where you were saying that you believe that your soul can grow as you yes. dig deeper into your soul. Absolutely. That's what we're all here to do. Yes. Great information. Now, before we leave and any last word of wisdom for our listeners. Well, my final word for authors or any artist is to tune into your soul while working on your craft. And the result will be sure to feed the souls of others. And I want to say thank you to Unity for this much needed platform that supports artists in getting their vital messages out into the world. Thank you so much, Anne, for that message, because I'm sure that there are many who can benefit from soul healing. Absolutely. So wish you all the best for your future books. And thank you so much again for being here with us today. Thank you. Listeners, I want to leave you today with the beautiful quote from Deepak Chopra. What keeps life fascinating is the constant creativity of the soul. So don't ignore your soul. Well, with that, this is your host, Nidhi, signing off for today. To learn more about our platform, visit www.risetospotlight.com and do subscribe to our channel so that you do not miss any new episodes. I will meet you again in my next podcast. Till then, goodbye and stay safe.